911, what's the nature of your emergency? Welcome back to the Tactical Living Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Walton, joined with Mr. Brian K. Bishop, retired police officer, still here all the way from Under Ohio. duress. <laughs> How are you, Brian? Doing great. Now, you and I were having another candid conversation off the mic. I told you to shut up so that we could start recording instead. And that's because sometimes we just get into this like ball of energy, you and I, and we were, we were actually creating some really amazing content, so I wanted to try to capture that as best as I could. And I'm titling this episode, Having Our Needs Met. Now, Brian and I were just discussing the, the fact that we can have different needs met and satisfied from other people that are not our significant others, and I'm not talking about venturing outside of your marriage in a physical form. And... Brian and I, we have come to the understanding that there are certain things, certain qualities, attributes that other people have outside of our immediate circle, our household, out of our friendships, out of our marriages, and that by identifying what those needs are that that other person might be satisfying, then it allows us to get more of the good that we want within our lives. Now, Brian, you have shared with me that I have been this sort of outlet for you to be able to be expressive in many regards, and I value that. I honor that. That's literally what my job is but i'm wondering for you what is it on the other side what is the what do i bring to the table you allow me to be myself you don't judge me for being weird or odd because i do voices or i have a personality like the ex-wife used to do for 11 long years you don't offer judgment and you just have this personality uh, that i feel safe with you and that's People are like, what is he talking about? Yeah, men can get creeped out by women too. I've lived with an ex-wife for over 11 years who was bipolar and I never knew it. And you're saying, well, how could you not know it? Well, when people are very crafty and gifted of, of hiding disorders or being in juggle to hide, if you will, and being very deceptive, it can go undetected. Now, I knew something wasn't right, but I could never pinpoint it. Now, you and I were talking a little bit about, well, I've shared this with Clint too, because I've told you that you serve a need for me that I didn't even know was missing until you came into my life. And I have five brothers. I'm not very close with any of them. But one day, this goofy guy who shaves his head <laughs> shows up in my sphere of influence by by the power of the universe. And instantly, Clint Clint knows how much I clicked with you and we had shared, I think he shared that story a a few episodes back where you sent me this video and I show it to Clint and I look over at Clint and I tell him like, I am going to love him. Just instantly I knew you were my kind of people. I didn't know that that was going to evolve to a capacity of you now sitting in my studio (laughs) upstairs with me and, you know, us getting to share time together in person. But I have never had the kind of like, as you listen, Brian and I can banter back and forth for an entire day. And anybody listening from the outside might think that we literally want to stab each other in the chest. <laughs> and sometimes we get <laughs> we get pretty worked up. But that's the kind of kind of brotherly brotherly love and energy that I would have expected to have with my brothers. And for various reasons, that just didn't happen. So the need that I have met that I didn't even know was missing is is that of just that that sense of 
brotherhood that I didn't have thinking I would have it while growing up. And I think that when we identify a person in our lives and we really sit and give it a good think, because it it does require us to sit back and do some reflection to realize what, what people do add value to and bring to the table, then it also allows the flip side of that to exist, which is who in my life is actually draining my energy? Who in my life is not showing up and serving and adding value? And these are the types of people to where you see a text message on your phone or you see them call. And then the last thing that you want to do is respond or answer to them at all. If that ever comes up for any of us, I believe that it takes us the due diligence for ourselves to be able to do some analysis to ask ourselves why. And Brian, I don't know about you, but For me, I try to do that as quickly as I can because the last thing that I want is somebody to just drain my energy. I need that energy. I protect that energy. Absolutely. Life is too short. When you came into my life, when you invited me to the group, I had no idea that we would develop this friendship. I'd be sitting here almost two years now this December. I feel when I'm in Ashley's circle, when I'm around you, when I'm talking to you, that I did in high school, that I was that carefree, stress-free lovable person that everybody wanted to be around. Everybody loved my humor. They loved my voices. They loved my personality. I haven't felt that for over 30 some years. I thought that part of me was gone and dead. Now that I've been in this group, I've been around you and your humor, your energy, I've got that feeling back. And it's so nice to know that I'm out anywhere and ladies are coming up to me or I'm dressed in a suit to go to a job interview or I'm going somewhere that they're not really hitting on me to a point, but it's like there's this energy that's emitting from me that everyone wants to be around. It's because I'm so happy and carefree and I enjoy myself for once that I did when I was in high school. And it's, I never thought I would get that back. I enjoy myself. That is something that is literally just hugging my heart right now. I could get emotional hearing you say that. Um, and I think something else that's coming up for me, because Brian, you and I have both experienced this on on both of our ends, is the jealousy factor. So I do think it's important that when you have somebody who is special or un- unique in your life, especially if you are married, if you're in an intimate relationship, to make sure that you're spelling out the truths and the facts of that relationship so that it doesn't seem like something is is hidden. It doesn't seem like there's an ul- ulterior motive. And you and I have both experienced that where people might you know, toss an arrow your way or toss an arrow my way. And then we feel the need to have to defend it. But I know for me personally, like I literally told Clint, I'm going to love him. And that's exactly what ended up happening. And so throughout the transition and the cultivation of our friendship and, you know, you and I, we got the opportunity to first meet when we were in Florida face to face. So it wasn't like, we're trying to hide something or be devious about about anything like that. So I think that's also a very important thing to point out, especially when it comes to being in a relationship that there are these other people that might exist in our lives that are of true meaning to us. And when we don't do that, I think that's when a lot of the times we do start to see a lot of the conflict take place. Honesty is the best policy. And I have zero time for jealous people. I actually posted something in a group a couple weeks ago, and I'm trying to remember exactly how I phrased it. But basically, if someone's in your inner circle and they're claiming to be a friend or you're developing a friendship and they're jealous of you and they're stabbing you behind the back and it comes to light and you learn about it and you decide to forgive them and go on with your life, a person who is jealous of a friend, to me, refuses to be happy for them. They refuse to share in their joy, knowing what 
I've been through with 11-year horrific marriage and other things in my life with law enforcement related. And for someone to be jealous of that, who has been in the same arena, whether it's police, fire, military, or 911 services, to me, I think is very sad that these people cannot be happy for others who are happy, finally being happy and finally finding a place in their life where they can just like themselves and be the self that they were even in high school. We all change from high school, but I would give anything to go back to high school in those carefree days of the world was a better place and a lot of people respected each other and things were so simple and technology was not as existing as it is today. Obama wasn't still president. I mean, that as well. I mean, Joe Biden wasn't still yeah, president. Yeah. And all the nonsense that we have to deal with nowadays. So for me, to live in 2021 and know the crap that's going on in the world with the mandates and the ridiculousness and the stupidity of society and our own government, that I can go back and have a friend in my life that I can have a camaraderie with and a friendship with and laugh and cry about stuff is so awesome that I can go back to my pre-graduation 1991 days is so awesome. I never, ever want that to go away. So I really enjoy this group and just being in a place where I can have this that I have thought was gone. I lost so many, many years ago. Well, and I love that you're using this sort of analogy, this, this flashback. I know you love the eighties, but (laughs) not that flashback, Brian, of going back in time to how things felt in high school. And that was one exercise that I've shared with a client recently is to picture a time in our life where we were the happiest that we've ever been. And this takes a lot of dissection because, you know, okay, well, this made me happy. Having my child born made me like, no, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about a true bracket of time in your history where you were lit up on fire. You were the happiest that you've ever been. And once you do that, then to kind of micro things down a little bit, what existed within your life during that time period that made you so happy? Were you going to the gym? Were you playing tennis? Were you a part of the church? Did you have a club? Were, were you eating healthier? <laughs> Were you, was there a certain store or market that you went to on a regular basis? Right. Who were the friends in your life? How did you spend most of your time? Dissecting what it is that you did within your life, within that bracket of time that made you so happy. So I love that you did bring up and mention the, the aspect of feeling free and alive and happy like you were when you were in high school, because I think that's a type of energy that I know I'm very fortunate to say that I'm able to carry that because of that. I want to be happy every single day, but I also know how to put in the work. And I know how difficult it is to put in the reps to be able to carry that happy light, that happy energy every single day. But that's who I choose to be. I wake up and I choose to be that person. And in order for me to make that decision, I know that I need to put in the work on the back end of things. So I love that example. And as you listen to this, I hope and I encourage you to do the same thing and to go through and to do some checks and balances. And this might not be something that you can do for yourself. You might need to have an advocate, somebody who has spent a lot of time in history with you. And maybe that also means for you calling an old friend up and saying hi and doing a buddy check. But um, I do think that that is an important thing for us to all be able to gift to ourselves. And I hope that you do today. Brian, thank you again for spending time with me. I am now going to summon you downstairs into the corrals to clean up horse shit with me. (laughs) to everybody who's listening bid you a good day I hope you're not cleaning up shit today (laughs) know that I am sending you a long tight hug from my home to yours